0: I'm David Feldman, and this is the mop up for August 10th, 2023. Well, six people are dead so far and 20 injured after fire ripped through the Hawaiian island of Maui. The BBC reports that authorities fear more could be found to be dead as search and rescue missions continue throughout the day. Power is out for nearly 14,000 residents. Cell phone service is down as some residents were spotted running into the ocean to escape the flames. 4,000 tourists are reportedly stranded. Three forest fires are also reportedly burning on the Big Island. President Biden has declared an emergency. He has sent in the Navy, the Marines, and the Coast Guard to assist in the search and rescue missions. Several Black Hawk helicopters are now being deployed on the Big Island to help put out those fires. Before the fires, Hawaii had been given a... uh, Sorry, that's not what I wanted to look at. Before the fires, Hawaii had been given a red flag warning by the National Weather Service due to lower than usual precipitation causing unseasonably dry conditions, turning trees into fuel for any fire sparked by, say, lightning. The fires were kicked up by heavy winds from Dora, a Category 4 hurricane, creating gusts as high as 60 miles an hour. The burning of fossil fuels traps greenhouse gases in the atmosphere, which heats up the oceans and that intensifies hurricanes as well as makes them more frequent. The burning of fossil fuels also creates dry weather, dry weather conditions, which make forest fires more susceptible to fire. As I mentioned on yesterday's program, the National Oceanic and Atmosphere Administration's monthly climate change report said that as of July The U.S. government has spent $15 billion so far this year rescuing people from flooding, drought, hurricanes, tornadoes, extreme cold, extreme heat and fires. That doesn't include this week's devastation in Hawaii, where entire towns have been wiped away. Think of this as a $15 billion subsidy for the fossil fuel industry, $15 billion so far this year. You might have noticed the price of gasoline is down at the pump, but the price of gasoline rises with every new climate change disaster caused by the burning of fossil fuels. You don't pay it at the pump. You pay it through our government. ExxonMobil, which causes the fires, uh, Chevron, which causes these fires, Shell Oil, they're not going to pay to rebuild Hawaii You and I are, which is why Senator Bernie Sanders last week joined Senator Elizabeth Warren. And they called on the Justice Department to take the fossil fuel industry to court to sue them for damages, because we all know that the fossil fuel industry, especially Exxon, they knew they were heating up the planet. They knew they were heating up the planet as far back as the 50s. And instead of sharing the science, they suppressed it. President Joe Biden wrapped up a four day tour of the West, promoting his efforts to mitigate climate change. The president visited Arizona, New Mexico and Utah, trying to convince Americans that he has done more to tackle greenhouse gases than any other president. And yet a new poll shows 50 percent i'm sorry 57 percent of americans don't think joe biden's doing a good enough job on the environment 57 percent of americans don't think joe biden is doing a good enough job on the environment he's not because joe manchin is a democrat he's not because the republicans are in the pockets of the fossil fuel industry and so are some democrats like joe manchin Democrat who receives more money from the fossil fuel industry than anybody in Washington, D.C. He's a Democrat. And Chuck Schumer was caught uh, doing a fundraiser for the Democratic Party, taking money from big oil. So but the Democrats nowhere nearly as corrupt when it comes to climate change as the Republicans. In fact, The Guardian reports that the Heritage Foundation, a right-wing think tank funded by the Koch brothers and other fossil fuel companies, the Heritage Foundation has just spent $22 million preparing a 1,000-page transition guide called Project 2025. It would serve as a blueprint for an incoming Republican presidential administration. It would be a, a guide, a blueprint for the administration on how to dismantle all the executive orders and legislation that Joe Biden and President Obama signed to mitigate the effects and causes of climate change. This plan calls for a 180 day strategy. They want they want the new Republican president to hit the ground running on day one. And they say in this plan would take 180 days to essentially dismantle America's entire environmental policy, giving free rein to the fossil fuel industry. The plan includes gutting the Environmental Protection Agency and defunding any government entity that polices the gas, oil and coal industry. Meanwhile, a record number of residents from Houston, where ExxonMobil is headquartered, a record number of Houston residents are reportedly moving north to escape the heat. They're saying that with these incessant heat domes hovering over Texas every summer, they can no longer live in Houston, where ExxonMobil is headquartered. These are the new migrants. Texas will soon become uninhabitable because of ExxonMobil and the rest of America will have to build a wall to keep the Texans out. Republican presidential candidate Tim Scott appeared on Fox News and was asked to comment on President Bush's, President Bush, President Biden's big push this week for climate action. Here is what Republican presidential candidate Tim Scott said. This is ridiculous to talk about a climate emergency when we have a border emergency that is an existential threat right now. You craven idiot. Why do you think migrants are coming to America, Tim Scott? Partly because of climate change. The, the, the fields have dried up. They can no longer work as farmers. That's partly why they're coming here. You really think there's a crisis at the border now? Wait. Wait, Tim Scott. Wait till Florida is underwater. Wait till Louisiana is completely underwater. Wait till... The 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 entire South is underwater. Uh, That's the migrant crisis that you idiots in the GOP should be worrying about the migrant crisis caused by climate change, caused by your donors, the fossil fuel industry, Exxon Mobil, Chevron, Texaco. You know, Tim Scott represents South Carolina, which is a collection of islands and coastal towns that are one big flood zone. They're constantly hit by hurricanes. So how many billions of dollars is the federal government going to keep wasting, trying to fortify your shorelines, Tim Scott, until climate disaster wins? And it will win. And you just become migrants. You just you go, we can't live in South Carolina anymore. That's the migrant disaster that you need to be worried about for you and your constituents being forced to move further and further inland or north to escape the floodwaters caused by ExxonMobil. There's your existential migrant crisis. Tim Scott, you craven moron. It's not caused by desperate people at the south of the border. It's caused by ExxonMobil who lines your pocket the migrant crisis that you should be worried about it's gonna be a lot worse the migrant crisis you need to worry about is the climate disaster migrant crisis that you refuse to recognize you craven moron there already is there already are climate disaster migrants there already are in America and around the world Meanwhile, the odious governor of Florida, a state that will be completely underwater in about 20 years. Uh, Ron DeSantis is the governor and he's running for president, too, and he's cratering in the polls and he just shook up his presidential campaign for the third time since he declared. But it's not working. Nobody likes him. So the bigoted racist and I do mean Racist. He is a racist. Ron DeSantis is a racist. He's trying to stir up his base. And this this is what he did on Wednesday. He suspended the Florida state attorney for Orlando. That would be Democrat Monique Worrell, who was democratically elected by the people. This is what fascists do. She was democratically elected by the people living in Florida's ninth judicial district in 2020. Monique Worrell is Florida's only female African-American serving in such a position, right? How do you stir up the base in the Republican Party? Suspend a a woman attorney. Suspend an African-American attorney, right? Democratically elected. Suspend her. Because... The Republican Party is a party of misogynistic, racist bigots. She is, by the way, the second democratically elected state attorney in Florida to be suspended by Ron DeSantis. These are these are attorneys, prosecutors who are who are democratically elected. And they're also Democrats. And he has found some loopholes and found a way to suspend them. Last year, he suspended Democrat state attorney Andrew Warren—he would be Tampa—he was Tampa's top prosecutor. He was reelected by the people in 2020, but Andrew Warren announced that he would not prosecute crimes associated with abortion or gender care for minors, and Ron DeSantis suspended him. Uh, Warren sued, but a federal judge upheld DeSantis's suspension. This is what fascists do. They find they violate the norms. They look for little loopholes and they go, you know what? I can suspend the governor can suspend democratically elected attorneys. It's never done, but it's legal. So I'm going to do it. That's what fascists do. That's what John Eastman, the attorney, uh, Kenneth Cheesebro, the attorney, Rudy Giuliani, all those co-conspirators, Sidney Powell, that's what they do. They violate the norms. They look for loopholes in the laws to try to steal elections, to overturn democratically elected state attorneys, for example. Uh, so here is fascist, bigot, homophobe, misogynist, Ron DeSantis. Probably a war criminal. If we ever looked into what he did as a JAG officer down in Gitmo, there, there's some reports. Showtime won't run the documentary that Vice produced. He's probably a war criminal. Here is uh, Ron DeSantis, who is more dangerous than Donald Trump, or at least they're equally dangerous. Here is the fascist Ron DeSantis on Wednesday announcing the suspension of the democratically elected Lawyer, state uh, uh, prosecutor, Monique Worrell, here is the fascist. Go ahead, Mind Fuhrer. prosecutors have a duty to faithfully enforce the law. Right. Unless that prosecutor is Jack Smith going after Donald Trump for election interference, inciting an erect, uh, an erection. (laughs) There's something nobody can incite. Those January sixers, nothing could incite an erection for them. That's why they're so violent. Uh, yeah, the Leslie prosecutor is Jack Smith going after Donald Trump for election interference, inciting an insurrection, witness tampering, mishandling classified documents, and violating campaign finance law, which is why DeSantis says if he gets elected president, God forbid he would pardon Donald Trump from this political persecution that's going on in the weaponized Department of Justice, he claims. Continue, mine Fuhrer. One's political agenda cannot trump this solemn duty. I- I'm sorry, what word did you just use? Trump. OK, Trump, I see. And continue. Duty. Okay, the uh, newly (laughs) suspended the newly suspended Orlando prosecutor Monique Orrell called DeSantis a fascist. Why? Because he's a fascist. Here she is, after being suspended. This is simply a smokescreen for Ron DeSantis' failing and disastrous presidential campaign.
1: He needed to get back in the media in some positive way that would be red
0: meat for his base. And he will have accomplished that today. He will be in the news nationally and internationally for the individual
1: who has single handedly destroyed democracy in the state of Florida.
0: Governor DeSantis, would you like to respond? Duty. Well, as, re- <laughs> as reported yesterday, voters in Ohio rejected a referendum on Tuesday that would have made it harder in November to pass a state referendum enshrining a woman's right to an abortion into the state constitution. Right now, voters can change the constitution with a simple majority. But pro-life activists introduced a referendum that was defeated yesterday. This is good news. And That would have required a 60 percent majority in order to change the Constitution. They introduced this failed referendum, fearing this November's abortion referendum will pass easily with a simple majority. And it probably will. Well, yesterday's referendum was defeated. It was defeated with both a simple majority as well as a 60 percent majority, which means in November there's a good chance Ohio which has become a red state, will enshrine into its constitution a woman's right to an abortion. You see, I'm going to talk about fascists. I was reading Robert Reich, the former labor secretary under Bill Clinton, and he was talking about fascism. And one of the core tenets of fascism is misogyny. Authoritarians, fascists, have to control women. And one of the ways you can control women is taking away their bodily autonomy. This isn't about the little unborn babies. This is fascism. Fascism is controlling women. Follow Steve Crowder's divorce. I don't know if you know who louder with Crowder is, but this is his. He went on his show and talked about his uh, wife not performing her wifely duties. And he didn't want a divorce, but it's still legal in Texas for a woman to file for divorce. Fascists want to get rid of no fault divorce. They don't want women to be able to get out of a marriage. Why? Because fascists want to control women in the public square and in the bedroom and in the home. They don't want women to have options. They don't want women to have options because fascists are abusive towards women. They don't want women to be able to get a divorce, to walk out on them. They also don't want the term marital rape to be used in our courts. You know, it wasn't until I think the 70s in most states that I think marital rape there, there was no such thing as marital rape until the 70s. This is what the fascists and the Republican Party want to return to the 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 oppression of women. This isn't about fetuses. They don't give a shit about life. We know that this is about keeping women in the home. With their tongues basically ripped out. OK, so. uh my advice to women is not to date republicans you 've been warned they are abusive. It is a repository for abuse Re- The Republican Party is a repository for sexually dysfunctional, sometimes impotent, sometimes closeted violent men you, you know don 't be surprised if you 're in a relationship with a Republican and it turns violent that's why they're republicans fascists are misogynistic and they are violent towards women that's part of the fascist it's part of their platform to oppress women historically always and the republicans are no longer part of a party they are part of a violent cult They have no policy other than vengeance, revenge, sadism, violence, bloodlust watching people suffer, including women, including black people, uh, people who aren't Christian, the LGBTQ community. Why any woman would date a Republican is beyond me. Well, Carrie Lake, is not happy that Ohio uh, decided uh, to make it easier to pass this constitutional amendment enshrining abortion into their constitution. Uh, You all remember Carrie Lake. She's the failed newscaster and failed candidate for governor of Arizona. Carrie Lake, who pretty much lives in Mar-a-Lago, these days as she prepares her run for Senate in Arizona while shouting voter fraud at the top of her lungs in the hopes that Donald Trump will choose her as his running mate. Well, true to form, she she lost, she says, in Arizona last year because of voter fraud. She was claiming voter fraud before before people went to the polls. And that's her that's her thing, voter fraud. And this is what she tweeted out. Let me see if I can find this. Can you see this? Uh, Sound familiar? Looks like they, she's talking about Ohio, took a page out of the Maricopa County selections playbook. Today is election day in Ohio and the machines don't work. The swampy, never-Trumper Ohio secretary of state was too busy running for another office to do his job, making sure election days runs smoothly. Reminds me of the jackasses who run Maricopa County elections when they sabotaged election day to stop the will of we the people wake up America. Wait a second. Isn't the Secretary of State of Ohio a Republican? Hmm. Uh, Well, then Carrie Lake appeared on convicted criminal Steve Bannon's podcast. Look up Fat uh, fascist. I mean, this is like the OG fascist of MAGA. Steve Bannon, convicted criminal. Steve Bannon has a podcast. Look up his relationships with women. The house he uh, had in Florida and what was going on there. Anyway, uh, Carrie Lake appeared on convicted criminal Steve Bannon's podcast to suck up to Donald Trump by complaining about the lack of integrity and quality found in all his Republican challengers. She's upset that his Republican challengers don't have any policy to talk about. They just attack Donald Trump.
1: And they're looking at these other Republicans who are, you know, all they're doing is attacking Trump, not talking about policy. You go to their websites, by the way, Steve, all you see is a big red donate button. You go to Trump's website and what you see there is Agenda 47, the most transformative agenda I've ever seen in all of politics.
0: Yeah. Agenda 47. All they do is attack Trump. They have no policy. Their policy is attack Trump. But Trump? Well, Trump, he's all about policy, Donald Trump. Here is Donald Trump in New Hampshire this week talking policy. Here is Agenda 47, right? Donald Trump attempting to draw a distinction between Chris Christie's policy and Donald Trump's. Now, I got to warn you, this is Donald Trump talking policy, Agenda 47. It's a little wonky, it's a little deep in the weeds, it's a little inside baseball, but, you know, this is what primaries are all about. The free market of ideas where Republicans are presented with different types of policy in order to make an informed decision when they go to the polls. Here is Donald Trump talking policy, drawing a distinction between his policy and Chris Christie's.
1: No, no, Christie's, he's eating right now. He can't be involved. Sir, please do not call him a fat pig. That's very disrespectful. Don't call him. See, I'm, I'm trying to be nice. Don't call him a fat pig. You can't do it. You can't do that. So now, because you're not allowed to do that, and therefore uh, we're not going to do it, okay? We want to be very civil, right? So.
0: Yeah. And Christie responded, say that to my face. He said, say that to my face. It's going to be an interesting debate when Trump shares a groaning debate stage with Chris Christie. You're fat. No, you're fat. No, you're the fatty. No, you're you're the pig. Gentlemen, gentlemen, there's no need to fight. Can't we reach some sort of rapprochement where you both agree that you're both fat? By the way, rapprochement, I believe, is a French word, I think. And Donald Trump doesn't want us using French words. He wants us speaking English. Speak English clearly. Only use English because he's all about the love of the English language.
1: By the way, speaking of education, because this is largely about veterans, uh, we are going to bring education back to the states so that each state will run 100 percent, will keep We'll keep approximately three people in Washington just to make sure that you're teaching English, okay, as opposed to another language. Okay, you know, you need a little coordination. Like everybody has to teach English, if you don't mind.
0: Yeah, learn English, speak English, because Donald Trump, he wants to protect our language, right? Here is uh, Donald Trump using the best words, showing off his Wharton education and using his rapier wit. to fillet Joe Biden's Justice Department. And if you close your eyes, it's almost like hearing Oscar Wilde.
1: I'm sorry, I won't be able to go to Iowa today. I won't be able to go to New Hampshire today because I'm sitting in a courtroom on bullshit because his attorney general charged me with something terrible.
0: Thank you very much. We're all going to die. We're all going to die. We're all going to die. He says, <laughs> Just, he, says, he says BS and they cheer. Just uh, He says BS and they cheer. The crowd then starts chanting BS, BS. And he after, they, after they're finished shouting, shouting BS, he says, thank you very much. Thank you. They're literally chanting B.S. And when they're done, he goes, thank you very much. As French writer Gustave Flaubert would call this, le juste, the perfect word. It's, it, that is le juste to describe Donald Trump, the word that they were chanting. That's uh, that's what Donald Trump is always searching for mot juste, the perfect word because he's so smart. He's so smart and his followers are so smart. They love the English language. That's why they don't want anybody speaking anything. But we love the English language and, you know, a Trump rally. I've been to a couple. It's you're in a rarefied atmosphere. It's a a room full of linguists ch- chanting bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Uh, they are protectors of our our glorious language because they are the guardians of civility. The subject then turned to his impending indictments in Georgia. Now, the Fulton County District Attorney, Fani Willis, has reportedly convened a grand jury for next week so she can present evidence to indict Donald Trump and possibly 19 other co-conspirators for election interference. So former President Donald Trump made his case to his followers to prove his innocence. Here is Donald Trump appealing to our sense of reason by methodically proving her accusations against him to be false. He is sober, reflective, clearly demonstrating that he is someone you want in the situation room during a national emergency.
1: And I probably have another one. They say there's a young woman, uh, a young racist in Atlanta. She's a racist. And they say, I guess they say that she was after a certain gang and she ended up having an affair with the head of the gang or a gang member. And this is a person that wants to indict me. She's got a lot of problems.
0: What a great legal mind Donald Trump has. Uh, Fawny Willis is an African-American and she's a woman. And therefore, Trump is innocent because he's white and she has to be a racist. Letitia James, the state attorney general of New York, is African-American. She's a racist, right? The the judge, Chutkin in Washington, D.C., she's a racist. See the logic here? It makes perfect sense. I mean, he didn't even go to law school and he's, you know, he's thinking in syllogisms. I mean, he's amazing. He says that or he implies he says, funny, Willis, try to have a relationship with a gang leader who she was also trying to prosecute. Ergo, Donald Trump is innocent. I mean, that is you learn that your first year in law school. And he didn't even go to law school. Uh, so this is <laughs> this is how it's degenerated. Uh, we've gone from whataboutisms to look what I just pulled out of my assisms. He just lies about Fannie Willis. It used to be whatabout. It used to be, OK, uh, you accuse me of sexually harassing women, but so did Bill Clinton. Now it's. I can't be guilty of election interference because special counsel Jack Smith's paternal grandfather might have been a Muslim. Oh, OK. So anyway, if you remember, <laughs> we're going to die. We're all going to die. He's going to get us all killed. If you remember, die, but we'll be laughing. You see, DeSantis will get us all killed, too, but we won't be laughing. Trump, it's It's f- fun. It's fun. It's fun to die this way. So, if you remember, Donald Trump is accused of election interference in Georgia. He is accused of calling Georgia's Secretary of State right after the presidential election and strong arming him into making Trump the winner instead of Joe Biden. Here is Donald Trump explaining, and it's very convincing, why no jury will ever find him guilty for this
1: wants to indict me for a perfect phone call. This was even better than my perfect call with Ukraine. Remember that call? That was a perfect call. This one's better. This one is more perfect.
0: Wow. It's like listening to Alan Dershowitz. Yes. The perfect call to Ukraine that got him impeached. It was that perfect. The perfect call to Ukraine where he told President Zelensky, who desperately needed weapons to fight Russia in the Donbass region. This was 2019. He told Zelensky, hey, look, the United States Congress just voted to give you weapons, but I'm going to hold up the delivery of those weapons unless you give me dirt on Hunter Biden's business dealings with Burisma. A perfect call. So perfect, it's worse than Contragate. In Contragate, Congress said Reagan could not give arms to the Contras. There was the Boland Amendment. They specifically said, do not give arms to the Contras. And Reagan should have almost got impeached. He should have been impeached for giving arms to the Contras. Well, back in 2019, Congress allocated weapons for Ukraine to fight Russia in the Donbass region and Putin's puppet. Donald Trump told the president of Ukraine, Zelensky, forget what Congress wants. Forget what the law says. You need to give me dirt on Hunter Biden before I honor the congressional mandate to give you weapons to fight Vladimir Putin, who I'm not a puppet of. A perfect call. That's what he called it, a perfect call, violating an act of Congress, politicizing America's foreign policy and proving beyond a reasonable doubt that you are, in fact, a puppet of Vladimir Putin. You are slowing down a shipment of weapons to Ukraine, Putin's enemy. A perfect call. So perfect. Congress voted to impeach Donald Trump. OK, so the call to the Georgia Secretary of State Republican Brad Rafsenberger uh, was perfect. Well, let's listen to, to just how perfect his call was.
2: You know what they did and you're not reporting it. That's a, You know, that's a criminal. That's a criminal offense. And, and, you know, you can't let that happen. That's that's a big risk to you and to Ryan. Your lawyer, that's a big risk. But they are shredding ballots, in my opinion, based on what I've heard. And they are removing machinery. uh, And they're moving it as fast as they can, both of which are criminal fines. And you can't let it happen. And you are letting it happen. You know, I mean, I'm notifying you that you're letting it happen.
0: Okay, let me contextualize this for you. This was right before January 6th he had lost every he lost what was it 61 election fraud cases there was no evidence of voter fraud no evidence that any of this stuff was going on he just made it up and but here's what he's doing that's that's criminal so we understand it he is the president of the united states And he is defrauding the the government of Georgia. As president of the United States, he is trying to defraud the the government of Georgia, the secret the Republican Secretary of State of Georgia. He's telling Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffsenberger, Republican, that as president, I have found voter fraud. Right. He's he's representing the Justice Department and the FBI, which all fall under his purview as president of the United States. He's misrepresenting the Justice Department and the FBI. And if you're a Republican secretary of state like Brad Rafsenberger who voted for Donald Trump. You're going to believe the president of the United States when he, he says, I have evidence a voter fraud in your state, in Georgia. Then he says, it is criminal for you as the Secretary, Secretary of State of Georgia to allow this crime to be committed, the, the voter fraud that I just told you about. It is illegal for you as Secretary of State of Georgia to do nothing about this crime that I've just reported to you. He says you are officially notified. I'm the president, and you are now officially notified that a crime has been committed in your state. And by your not doing anything about this crime, you are, he doesn't use the term accessory after the fact. He doesn't need to, it's implied. I'm going to play it again. Now imagine you're the Republican secretary of state of georgia brad rafsenberger who voted for donald trump you trust him you voted for him the justice department the fbi he has access to all the great investigators so you believe that he's being told by the justice department the fbi that there's evidence of voter fraud in georgia Listen to the threat. Listen, to, listen to how he's threatening the secretary of state of Georgia. Listen.
2: You know what they did and you're not reporting it. That's a, You know, that's a criminal. That's a criminal offense. And, and, you know, you can't let that happen. That's that's a big risk to you and to Ryan, your lawyers. That's a big risk. But they are shredding <laughs> ballots, in my opinion, based on what I've heard and they are removing machinery uh and they're moving it as fast as they can both of which are criminal fines and you can't let it happen and you are letting it happen you know i mean i'm notifying you that you're letting it happen
0: okay i'm i'm indulge me i I, because i I, this is because there's going to be a new tranche of indictments state indictments from phony willis put yourself in brad rafsenberger's Mind space, okay? Imagine getting a call from the President of the United States, Donald Trump, threatening you to switch some votes, uh, investigate voter fraud, claim voter fraud. If I got a call from the President of the United States, even Donald Trump, in between telling him to go F himself, I would be terrified of what he could do to me. He's got it's his Justice Department. It is his FBI. He's telling me he has evidence. He's being told that there's been voter fraud. In my state of Georgia. And if you don't do you're being notified. And if you don't do something, listen to it again, because this is going to be material evidence in Fonny Willis's indictments that we should expect in the next two weeks. L- listen to this again.
2: You know what they did and you're not reporting it. That's a, you know, that's a criminal, that's a criminal offense. And, and you know, you can't let that happen. That's, that's a big risk to you and to Ryan, your lawyers. That's a big risk. But they are shredding <laughs> ballots, in my opinion, based on what I've heard. And they are removing machinery, uh, and they're moving it as fast as they can both of which are criminal fines and you can't let it happen and you are letting it happen you know i mean i'm notifying you that you're letting it happen
0: i'm notifying you that you're letting it happen that's the president of the united states it's a perfect call he's threatening georgia's secretary of state with criminal prosecution right he's threatening georgia's secretary of state with criminal prosecution Unless he does the following,
2: you know what they did and you're not reporting it. That's a, You know, that's a criminal. That's a criminal offense.
0: OK, hang on. And- we already played that. He's saying I'm, you're 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 I'm threatening you with criminal prosecution unless you do the following. All right, let's try it one more time.
2: So, look, all I want to do is this. I just want to find uh, 11,780 votes, which is one more than we have, because we won the state.
0: Because we won the state. Find me more votes. I don't care where or how you find them. Get me one more vote than Biden got, because we won the state. It's a perfect call. It is a perfect call in that it's perfectly illegal. So that's going to be the next set of indictments coming down from the Fulton County DA Fawney Willis. And the sheriff in Fulton County says when we make an arrest, there are no niceties. He'll there'll be a mugshot. There'll be a mugshot. People are asking me. uh, I It's a fact. He's been arrested now three times when you're indicted and arraigned, you're fingerprinted, you are arrested and you're not allowed to leave the federal courthouse or the Manhattan courthouse until a judge, until you are arraigned, you go before a judge and the judge decides whether or not you have to make bail, the terms of your release. During that period... Legally, you are under arrest. So Donald Trump has been arrested three times. People say to me, well, if you don't go to jail, you're not under arrest. No, no, you're under arrest until the judge says you're free to leave. He's been arrested three times. He's got an arrest record, just like the rest of us. And uh, so then... At his big speech in New Hampshire, he said hello to his big friend, his first campaign manager was in the audience. And Donald Trump gave a shout out to Corey Lewandowski, his very first campaign manager from 2016.
1: Corey Lewandowski. Corey, where is Corey? Where is he? there he is. Always likes to be a little bit in the background. (laughs) Thank you, Corey. Great job.
0: Great job, Corey. That's Corey Lewandowski from New Hampshire. Uh, He was going to run for Senate in New Hampshire. And uh, Donald Trump pointed out that Corey likes to hide in the background uh, because if he's not hiding in the background, a woman is going to step forward and accuse him of assault. On uh, March 10th, 2016, Michelle Fields, a reporter for the right wing propaganda arm of the GOP, Breitbart News. Michelle Fields was forcibly grabbed by the arm. She was forcibly grabbed by the arm by Corey Lewandowski. Uh, She tried to approach Donald Trump, his campaign manager. Corey Lewandowski grabbed her by the arm. And Miss Fields from Breitbart said she had bruises from the incident, and it was caught on tape. Two weeks later, Corey Lewandowski was arrested for battery down in Florida. I believe it was Jupiter, Florida. And the Jupiter police decided not to press charges against Corey Lewandowski, Donald Trump's first campaign manager, even though the Jupiter police chief said they had probable cause that Corey Lewandowski grabbed the female reporter from Breitbart News by the arm. Okay, less than a week later, he was caught on video by his grabbing the the reporter from Breitbart, Michelle Fields, by the arm that was caught on video. Then a week later, Corey Lewandowski was caught on video during a campaign stop in Tucson, Arizona, where he grabbed a protester by the collar. Uh, he denied it, but it was on video for everybody to see. And it kind of dropped because it was a Trump rally and violence is to be expected. And it, I believe it was a man. OK. And soon Lewandowski was replaced by Paul Manafort, who went to prison uh, and then he got pardoned. But that's a whole other story. And Lewandowski, Corey Lewandowski, was uh still floating around Trump's orbit when he was accused of drunkenly making unwanted sexual passes at the wife of a donor during a Trump fundraiser. I believe this was in twenty twenty one. Let me go full screen here. Uh, A Donald Trump donor is accusing Corey Lewandowski, one of the former president's longtime aides, of making unwanted sexual advances. Towards her at a Las Vegas charity event over the weekend, Trashel Odom, the wife of Idaho construction executive John Odom, alleges that Lewandowski repeatedly touched her, including on her leg and buttocks, and spoke to her in sexually graphic terms. Odom said that Lewandowski stalked her throughout the evening. That's a great first name, Trashel Odom, Trashel. That's a good nickname. Uh, OK. Great job. Yeah, great job. Uh, so uh, he denied it, Corey Lewandowski, but then he got uh, kicked out of the uh, super PAC, the Trump super PAC that he was running because of the allegations of Unwanted sexual advances. Uh, Okay, and then what happened next? Then there was a singer, Joey Villa, Joy Villa, female, says she was uh, assaulted by Corey Lewandowski. That they were at a fundraiser and he slapped her on the buttocks, and she told him that's sexual harassment. And he said, I don't work for Trump anymore. And he smacked her on the buttocks again. And. Great job. And, you know, it just continues. The stories continue. Uh, Corey Lewandowski. Wanted to run for Senate. In New Hampshire, but then uh, his speaker's bureau dropped him. He was on CNN, by the way. CNN hired him, but the speaker bureau that he was working for dropped him. OK, let's go full screen here. Lewandowski has drawn widespread criticism for remarks he made on Fox News on Tuesday. Uh, when former senior Democratic National Committee advisor Zach Petkanis talked about, quote, a 10 year old girl with Down syndrome, who had been, quote, taken from her mother and put in a cage, Lewandowski dismissed the anecdote saying, womp, womp, you know, this. <laughs> Funny. Well, he got dropped by his speaker bureau. He had been working for CNN. He got fired. Then he was working for uh, OWN. And then I think he showed up drunk on OWN. Uh Great job. Yeah, great job. So, uh, Ben, uh, I want to play you, knowing all this, during his speech uh, this week in New Hampshire. If I can, I'm going to try to play you a very uh, cute Donald Trump talking to a Mrs. Lewandowski. There is a Mrs. Lewandowski, if I can find it. Where are you? There we go. Uh, I'm going to play this for you. This is Donald Trump talking. There is a Mrs. Lewandowski, OK? And this is Donald Trump saying hello to her. In New Hampshire this week,
1: these are not Mrs. Lewandowski. You hear that? Look what your husband got me into. I could have been relaxing at Mar-a-Lago or in the south of France, which I would prefer being in this country, frankly.
0: Okay, look what your husband got me into, Mrs. Lewandowski, right? He's talking to Mrs. Lewandowski. After all that, after all that, there is a Mrs. Lewandowski. Interesting, right? And Donald Trump is saying he'd rather be in the south of France because, you know, the the French love Donald Trump. He'd be, uh, he said, I'd rather be anywhere other than the United States right now, really. Uh, but he's making the sacrifice for us. He's running for president to stay out of prison. That's why he's running. Earlier, I talked about what Robert Reich said about fascism, how you cannot separate misogyny and violence towards women from fascism. That is one of the components of fascism, the oppression of women. The judge in the E. Jean Carroll trial made it official again this week. This is the second time Judge Kaplan put this into writing. Donald Trump was found guilty of rape, and that's why he has to pay E. Jean Carroll $5 million. That's what Judge Kaplan said this week. Trump had countersued E. Jean Carroll for defamation, and the judge said, no. You're a rapist. That's what the judge said. I'm dismissing your countersuit. Pay her $5 million. You defamed her. The jury found in this civil trial that you raped her. You penetrated her without consent. Donald Trump is a rapist. This is what fascists do. This is who fascists worship. Rapists. 30 credible rapists sexual assault allegations against Donald Trump. It helps him. It doesn't hurt him with the Republican Party. It helps him. The Christian evangelicals who support him, they don't care about the fetuses. They care about oppressing women. They believe E. Jean Carroll deserved to be raped. What was she doing being smart out on the town without a, a husband writing? What was she doing? She deserved to be raped. That's what fascists believe, because fascists are rapists. They sexually assault. They emotionally abuse women. Donald Trump was found guilty of rape. Rudy Giuliani, Trump's uh, number one co-conspirator in last week's indictment. I I wish I had time to go over the sexual harassment case that uh, that's he's up against. He's accused of rape. He's accused of chomping on Viagra and rape. Now, Corey Lewandowski has not been accused of rape. But assault, there seems to be a lot of accusations against Donald Trump's very first campaign manager, Corey Lewandowski. A lot of assault. In the White House, Hope Hicks dated a gentleman named Rob Porter. He was a top White House aide. And he had to leave the White House because his ex-wife accused him of physical abuse. And she found out that Hope Hicks was dating Rob Porter. And she wrote a letter warning Hope Hicks to stop dating Rob Porter because he'll end up abusing you, physically abusing you the same way he physically abused me. And Rob Porter had to leave the White House and Hope Hicks who, by the way, was romantically linked to Corey Lewandowski before there was a Mrs. Lewandowski. Hope Hicks was romantically linked to Corey Lewandowski. And when she left the White House, she went to work for Fox News. Hope Hicks went to work for Fox News, which conservatively speaking, and when you're talking about Fox News, you are speaking conservatively, conservatively speaking. Fox News has paid out hundreds of millions of dollars to settle sexual assault accusations from their employees. White House communications director Alyssa Farrah Griffin said she reported Donald Trump's inappropriate behavior towards women to his chief of staff. It fell on deaf ears. And Stephanie Grisham, who was Melania's press secretary until She became Donald Trump's press spokesman. Stephanie Grisham has written about her dating life while working in the White House with Max Miller, another White House employee, Max Miller from Ohio. Stephanie Grisham writes that Max Miller physically assaulted her and nobody did anything about it. In fact, Max Miller ran For Congress and Donald Trump endorsed him. And despite Max Miller's storied history of accusations of violence and drunk driving, he is now serving in Congress as a Republican representing the people of Ohio. Do you see a pattern here in the Trump White House of allegedly Abusive men, men who are abusive towards women. Do you see the pattern here? Read Robert Reich, where he talks about the subjugation of women. When when you gather fascists into a party, women are not only subjugated, they are violated. That's what fascists do historically. One of the core tenets of fascism is the home, the hearth, the woman. The woman raising kids, being at the man's beck and call. Fascists want women obedient intellectually and sexually. It's part of the fascist psychosis. Republicans It's no longer a party. If you're a Republican, you belong to a fascist cult and it's not safe for women. This isn't about abortion. Abortion is just a symptom of the misogyny and the subjugation. This is about rape and assault and getting away with it. This is about a cult leader. That's how fascists rise to power, not through policy, through a cult leader who inhabits all the aspirations of the fascists. It's no coincidence that the more Donald Trump and his immediate associates are accused, found guilty of sexual violence towards women, the more popular they become. The Republican Party, fascists, violent towards women, physically violent towards women. Abortion is the least of it. The reason they want women to keep unwanted babies is because it's a physical assault on the woman. My advice to all women... Stay away from Republicans. Stay away from Republicans. It is not safe to date a Republican or be around a Republican. They hate women. They hate women and they are violent towards women. Stay away. Stay away from Republican men for your own safety. I'm David Feldman, reminding you to stay strong and protect the weak.